Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Relaxing No G underscore Jackson, and we are back for another episode of the Highly Advised Podcast here on a Sunday morning. It is feeling good. It's getting sunny. It's getting a little warm, a little bit too warm, honestly, this early in the year, but we are here. How are you guys feeling? Man, I'm doing good, man. It's, uh, like you said, it's, it's still a little warm, definitely early in the winter, but I can't complain any. If you guys don't know the voice, if you don't remember the name, it's Spence, a.k.a. St. Kitch. Glad to be back. I can't wait to get into this conversation. So pass it off to Lyle, man. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Cozy, Too Cozy, um, a.k.a. Big Cozy, a.k.a. Lyle Shea, a.k.a. anything else. Um, what's up, everybody? We're here with another special episode of the Highly Advised Podcast. Make sure everybody here follows us at the Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram. Check us our, Check us out on our youtube which is the highly advised podcast make sure you subscribe like comment etc cetera, etc cetera. and also check out our twitter at twitter excuse me at at, at advise highly geez so um shouts out to everybody check us out hopefully you like what uh what we're going to be talking about on today's episode all right so today on this episode of the highly advised podcast we're going to do another top 10 from 2021 we are going to do the pound for pound top 10 MMA fighters of the year. We did it last year, but we also did another top 10 and we're going to do it just like we did that one, which is me and us or me and my friends, I should say, we took our top 10 fighters, gathered our top 10s, placed them together, made it so that they all were kind of in a consensus format and we're figuring out as to who's going to be number one. Are y'all ready? Yeah, man. We're ready. Yeah, let's get We're it going. Ready. All right. Let's do it. Sounds good. All right. So for our number 10, we have Glover Teixeira. Also, listeners, I'm the only one who knows this, by the way. He had a good comeback. Um, he won the belt. So from a guy who was in the pound for pound top 10, I guess, prior to this list being made, Jan Blahovic. Shouts out to Glover. He has career resurgence. UFC Hall of Famer, you know, so shout out to Glover. Yeah, um, shout out to Glover. Uh, definitely with it. I think he's what in his late 30s, maybe four, or he might be like 41, no. right? No, he, I think he's about to be approaching mid 40s. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Jeez. Well, there's, well, I, well, with that being said, then like it, it makes it, it's very impressive that he, he did have a good year. Definitely would have come back as well as becoming the champion this late in his career. Um, so, I mean, it's very impressive. Um, congratulations to him. I mean, we'll see what happens to him, especially moving forward, especially with at least we know Jan did defend the title at least once. Granted, it was with Izzy, but nonetheless, he did defend the title. So, um, so there is some substantialness to it. So, yeah. So, shout outs to Glover for that. Yeah, shout out to Glover. I just looked it up. Um, he's 42 years old. Mm. Yeah, so he's doing his thing, and he happened to make his way into our top 10. I mean, I'm not mad at it. He you know, did a good job this year, or I should say last year, and, you know, getting the belt when, honestly, everybody counted him out. It's one of the biggest upsets of the year, but I guess, you know, not the biggest upset, but it's... Uh, it was. A, I guess it was an upset to, to a good amount of people. Right. So, yeah. at number nine, we have Piotr Jan. I, yeah. I, I actually, in my individual list, I had him a little higher, but, yeah, he deserves... He definitely deserves to be in the top ten pound-for-pound pound list. 
Um, Piotr, he's he's been he's a killer. Honestly, I think he's the best bantamweight in the world, despite Aljamain Sterling being the champion still. But I think when they fight, uh, what is it, in a month or so or in a couple months, I think Peter's going to dominate Aljamain. And I like Aljamain. I think he's a good fighter, but Peter, he's just on another level. If I'm not mistaken, he defended by the belt. Um, or no, I'm sorry, he went for the interim belt against Corey Sanhagen. And but who Correct. else did he beat? That was it. After the yeah. Aljamain disqualification, he beat Corey Sanhagen for the interim belt. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Piotr Jan deserves to be in here just because, like, of what he's done prior to the Aljamain fight, and even in the Aljamain fight, it's arguable that he was about to come and actually, like, um, I, sh- I should say, come back in the fight and win it. You know, so. He well, he was other. he was winning the fight, and it looked like he was going to definitely win a decision. Besides the disqualification loss, he's been very dominant. Right. And in that Algernon fight, like I said, he was winning it. So I think the Algernon fight was probably – well, no, I can't say that. I think the Corsair Hanker fight might have been the most competitive fight he ever had in the UFC, and he still ended up beating up Corey by the end of that fight. Well, yeah. I mean – even in that fight, like, he kind of found a way to, you know, overcome, like, the early, like, early rounds in the fight where Corey Sanhagen was kind of doing his thing, you know what I mean? I think that's just because if you watch enough boxing, you notice, like, there's certain boxers who, like, the first couple rounds are kind of, like, just seeing they what their opponents yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, that's what that fight came off, because remember when it was, uh, I forgot who was all, I know Spence was there, but it was me, you, Brian, Brian and I think Gilroy, yeah. And Brian was calling it for he was like, Oh, he's he's just trying to see what's going on. And as the fight mm-hmm. went on, Peter was just giving was was beating him up. Mm-hmm. Even Lisa was seeing it. Same and, way in Algebra yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, even for myself, like I didn't have him on my top 10 list just based off of I based it off just the fights from last year itself. Um, but like overall, based off his experience that he's had within the UFC overall, yes, he deserves to be overall just encompassing career wise. Yes. He would deserve to be on the top 10. Um, yeah. I, I do think even like with the Aljermaine fight, like once he goes, once they have their rematch, I do believe he's going to win that fight as well. I mean, even though he's just kind of Aljermaine is more or less a paper champion, just based off the disqualification and yeah. he hasn't even been active. So, and even yeah. the, in the San Hagen fight, he did take, he started off slow, but then he did build up in that fight. Um, so, like, for me, I, that was the only reason why I couldn't – I out of the other fighters that were more active based off their performances and fights, I didn't put him in my top ten. But overall, I can understand. At number eight, we have Rose Namanunas. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at it. Rose had a good 2021. Um, she, she won the belt in thrilling fashion by first-round KO. And then she came back in a really competitive fight against Zhang Weili, and she – in my opinion, she did enough to win, which she ended up winning anyway. So I think Rose had a um, a good 2021, and she deserves to be on the pound for pound. I, honestly, I think she, her and Valentina right now, they're the top two women in the world. Even though I know Amanda, you know, was, but, you know, she got spanked at the end of the year. So Yeah, it's just the yeah. way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even with Rosa, like she did, she had like she did have some great performances over the year, uh, over the year, especially when she did defend against Zing Lee again. Um, she, I, I think Rose overall, even within the year as well as just overall career wise, she's always she's always been deserving of being a pound for pound fighter, uh, for the most part. Whether it's her comebacks 
throughout, even throughout her career, she's always been able to show that resiliency, especially in fights and always coming away with the win. So I, I think she definitely deserves a spot where she is, though. So I think Rose deserves to be in here just because, like, she did come back in the fight with uh, Zhang Weili and, you know, proved that she, you know, was the rightful holder of the belt. So, I mean, you got to give it to her for that, if nothing else. I think um, it's going to be interesting to see as to where she goes in the weight class in the future. But, I mean, you know, in that year she did her thing. So, you know, props to Rose Namanunos. So, at number seven, we have Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. Uh, she's right now the queen of M of women's MMA. Yeah, pound for pound she's, queen. Yeah, she's Definitely. the queen. The only person that she lost to twice was Amanda, and both time by decision. The second fight, a lot of people still debate that she didn't lose that fight, that she won. But in flyweight, as you've seen, she's been killing all her opponents. She even beat up Joanna Jacek. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce her last name. But yeah, she pummeled her if anybody saw that fight. So yeah, Valentina, she's the queen of women's MMA. I like the bullet. Yeah, she's she definitely is. Like She's been able to show where she's just dominating in all, all of her fights for the most part, especially especially with last year. Granted, like, even like with Valentina, though, like, I, I think she did do, a, I think she did have a great performance this year, uh, as well as defend, even in her defenses, she's she's practically TK, she TKO both her opponents, whether it's Jessica Andrade or Murphy, who, I mean, as Lau would say, probably, she was just there, she had a job to do that night. Um, <laughs> I, I I think I think even in like even in some of these fights even in these two fights like she's doing things in in the terms of dominating where she's just getting off I think she was getting off ten punch combos on these girls where it's like doing when you're doing stuff like that within the ring definitely within women's MMA it's like you're the you the, you are the one that holds the crown at this point so yeah Valentina she's the best female in MMA right now. Nobody's really touching it right now. They're honestly going to be at a point where they're struggling to find competition. I mean, they're kind of there right now, you know, outside of her going up a weight class and fighting Juliana, like there's not really many people for her to fight. You know, I fuck with Valentina. I think she is the best female on the planet. Yeah. And even then, like if she was to go up and uh, fight Joanna, it's like um, even in right now, that's that's even sitting on the side because that has to be there was probably the rematch with um amanda there so i mean and and remember final point for me valentina she already finished juliana penny you're right yeah so it says i mean it's i mean at this point the, who knows what they'll try then maybe that might be the the line they'll have to run with because when you're dominating at this point the only reason the only thing that would be attractive to that fight would just be her fighting for the belt, winning the belt, and hopefully we get the third fight between her and Amanda. But even then, it's like, cause, and the only reason that would be entertaining at that point is just because even though you lost to her twice, now you have the belt. The rabbit got the gun now. But I don't know. Other than that, right now, they'll, they'll start sourcing out more. They'll have to start sourcing out talent. Like, I mean, I think we've seen this before with uh, women's MMA with other fighters before. So over time, over time there would be someone rising up against her, but Right now, she's having one hell of a run. Yeah, most definitely. At number six, we have Israel Adesanya. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> oh, this hurts Lyle's heart. No, it, <laughs> it doesn't hurt my heart. I actually, 
Um, I mean, I definitely had Israel a lot higher on my list. But what I will say is I can understand why somebody will have Israel a little lower because of he's just not finishing his his opponent. Um, he's beating them, but he's just not finishing them. And some people are starting to criticize him saying, oh, he's being boring. He's playing it safe. And, and that's another debate for another day. But just as far as his accolades, Israel just goes, he just goes to prove that he's still the king of middleweights. And even though Whitaker was very close, in my opinion, to beating him, even though, in my opinion, I don't think Whitaker won that fight, it goes to show that Israel's still a step above than, than a lot of those guys. And honestly, the only person that can compete with Israel is Whitaker. After Whitaker, nobody else can compete with that man. So I think Israel Adesanya, honestly, he's going to be in the top. He's going to be in the top ten pound for pound for years to come. So unless he starts getting brutally knocked out and choked out in his next five fights, which I don't see that happening. But yeah, he he's going to definitely be in the in the pound for pound for years to come. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that statement. Um, I mean, I think we all can say, like, I think we all can agree, like, Izzy's at the point where Izzy is at, at his career is at this point where he's he's really trying to pave that path forward of cementing that he should be, like, the he's trying to be on that goat path at this point. Yep. So it's like, at this point, I don't see, I just see his game always evolving. Granted, even Izzy came out um, earlier in 2020, or I think in January of this year, 2022, and stated where... Um, he felt like his 2021 performances weren't the he didn't he didn't have the best performances of of last year out of his all his out of all of his bouts. So um, I can understand with him being a little bit lower at six. Uh, but overall, I think just knowing Israel out of and we've seen this with champions before where when they've dominated, when they've been in the game long enough, we see where, OK, they go from being a closer to okay we're just gonna let this we're gonna let this i'm gonna just win by decision at times right right so so i mean it who knows i think with him being mindful of that as well as after going up to two thousand up to 205 and then coming back down um i think with that as well as this i think he's i think he's gonna realize like i think we're probably going to get a better at israel out of science this coming year in the next couple, especially over the course of the next five years. I think he, I think he knows at this point, he has to have better performances to get himself to that top three status or number one, if that. So I think at this point in time, Israel Adesanya, like pretty much the only thing like we can say for sure is that he's going to move back up to light heavyweight. And I think when he does move back up to light heavyweight, he might actually take the belt there. Now, the question is, will he try and do it simultaneously while defending the middleweight belt at the same time? And I guess we'll have to wait and see that. But he's essentially cleared out his division other than Jerry Cannonier, who he's fighting next. And honestly, like, I think that fight has the potential to be interesting. But for the most part, there's not really much you can say as people, you know, really challenging him, like Lyle said, outside of Robert Whitaker. And shouts out to him. But, you know, Israel Adesanya was the winner of that fight, so... It is what it is. Nah, definitely. I mean, it, and who knows? I mean, it, him if he was a, if he were to move up to lightweight, it'd be it, that would be interesting as well. Definitely with him clearing a division, and this time he would be fighting. This time he would, instead of fighting Jan, he would be fighting Glover for the belt. So where I I do agree, I think 
it would give him a, a higher probability of getting the belt. Uh, no, I think he loses the Glover. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, Just, really? Yeah, because yeah, I think Glover has better grappling than Jan mm-hmm. Blahovic does. And plus, I think uh, Glover, he's more. I put like this: Glover is not going to waste his time trying to trade on the feet with Israel. Kind of like I respect that. Yeah, because Jan, he was kind of trading on the feet with Israel, making it more competitive. But I mean, for Israel, but like Glover, I think he's going to straight away. Hey, after the first few seconds, I'm going to walk forward and try to press you against the fence and take you down and and do his thing. Yeah, he's he's a lot more. His fight IQ, in my opinion, is a lot better. And I think yeah. he has to stand up the stand up long enough to get him to the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can I can agree. To, I can understand and agree to that. Just because of when you when you attach the the fighter IQ, especially where with someone that's been fighting for forty one years, well, not forty one years, but at forty one, having such a long career, I can understand that. I, I mean, I think that it'd be an interesting fight. I think we'll have to see. Hopefully, we get that maybe the end of twenty twenty two, early twenty three, um, depending how this whole thing. Uh, rolls out with light heavyweight so or lightweight so at number five we have max holloway i mean i think israel ranks higher than max but <clears throat> uh max is top you know he's definitely in a pound for pound the only person he lost to was volkanovsky um despite what people think about the first the, his fights with volkanovsky at the end of the day he lost the fights and uh outside of that max has beaten every featherweight thrown in his way not named Volkanovsky or Conor McGregor now I'm not no I and I'm not mentioning Conor to boost him but I'm just saying out of his featherweight reign those are the only two people that he couldn't get past at all um and you could throw Dustin Poirier in there but I think it'd be more fair to use that for lightweight right um even though I think Dustin did beat him at featherweight too if I'm not mistaken back in the day I'm not sure well, there you go. There you go. So, shouts out to Holloway. I know he's a big fan favorite. He's definitely top 10 pound for pound. Um, he, he hasn't fought much lately. I guess it's due to injuries and pullouts and stuff. But his last two fights against Calvicator and Yair Rodriguez, El Pantera, I, you know, he, he had impressive displays. And he's showing, like, hey, under Volkanovski, I'm still the guy. So, yeah, for Max Holloway, like that very impressive performance against Calvin Cater and pretty much the fact that he's fighting all top 10 competition and beating them outside of Volkanovski, like that's pretty much, I think, why he ranks this high. Um, I, I feel like Max Holloway is in a similar position to Robert Whitaker to where like he's the guy, he's just not the champ, you know, yeah. and because he just can't beat him. But like, I don't know. It's interesting just to see it go on because it's like, who can they really put him against? Because he's literally beat everybody else except for that one person. Does he go up to lightweight? You know, what does he do? Yeah, because at at because at that point, it it his ceiling potential. He, he's he's only going to stun his growth at that point because it. I mean, Max has been fighting for a while, so and though he's still fairly young, I mean, we don't. He doesn't want to use up some because he's been fighting at what some could say is like he's been looking like real. He's been looking great especially when we've seen this performance with Calvin Cater, for instance. Um, so I, I think it might be better for, it may end up being a situation where he might have to move up because um, he, him being at five, I think it fits right where he, I think he fits, he kind of levels out right where he belongs. But, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, if you're always going to be the, 
you can clear out the division, but you can't beat the guy, the champion. There's going, there's going to be, there's either you're going to, either you're going to move up or you're going to move out at some point. So. Yeah, I agree with Spence. And number four, we have Alexander Volkanovsky. I, I had Volkanovsky's number four. I think Volkanovsky, he's in the running of being considered the greatest featherweight of all time. Um, I, I'm going to pick him to beat Chang Sung Jung when they do fight. And when he fights Max Holloway, if he gets past Max this third time, I think the debate is over. I think it's Volkanovsky might be the greatest featherweight. Like who else? Who else does he need to be? He's he's on a crazy fight win streak. I you have to run. We gotta look it up how long. But he's on a crazy fight win streak, like double digit fight win streak. Um, he's beaten the who's who at featherweight. He's not afraid to defend his title against anybody. He's fighting anybody, and the guys that he's fighting, he's winning these fights. I know the Ortega fight was like a, it was a crazy fight and all that stuff. But outside of the 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 two submissions that he almost got choked out in and, and the, in the fifth round, cause he got gassed out. He, to me, Volkanovsky dominated Ortega, you know, the, the Holloway fight. Yeah. It's very debatable, but that first Holloway fight, I thought Volkanovsky shot him out five rounds. So I just Volkanovsky, he's the guy. And with a couple more wins, or oh, let me just say a few more wins. And especially if they're good performances, it's going to be hard to argue saying that he's the, not the greatest uh, feather of all time. He de- he definitely deserves to be in, in the pound for pound, the top five, at least for sure. And overall, career wise, I think he's on like a 21 fight win streak as well See? as being on like yeah. a 10, a 10 fight. His last he his last loss was by TKO, TKO in some Australian with Australian Fight Club and Australian Fight Club five in 2013. So, and ever since being in the UFC, I think he's on like a 10 fight winning streak at that. So major, what seems to be major, the majority is like either TKO or knockouts. Who are the uh, last three people he fought? His last three fighter, last three fights is Brian Ortega and Max Holloway twice. Prior to that, prior to that, it was Jose Aldo, Chad Mendez, Darren Elkins, Jeremy Kennedy, Shane Young, and the list goes. And of course, like, like we said, the list goes on at this point. So. But I mean, I, I do think he I think he deserves to be where like he, I think he deserves to be where he is like he's had one hell of a performance as well as when we saw him, like Lau said, when we saw him fight against Brian Ortega, it's like, bro, like the, there's no real there's no real conversation when it comes to him at this point. Like he's when you shut out everybody else as well as having just being that dominant of a fighter, it's there's really not much left to prove, especially when, like we said, like we said, just with Max. Max beats everybody, but he has a he has he can't beat Alexander. So now yeah. it's like, yo, I beat everybody. I beat everybody. I beat the who's who. I beat the guy that beats everybody. So it's it's going. It's I, I think he's done an impressive job, and I think he's he's definitely cemented cemented himself as as to why he's probably one of as why he's one of the best at this point. So, shouts out to Volkanovski. I think you know speaking about you know. Um, Holloway and Volkanovski back to back. Like I feel like you know, if you 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 probably get the point as to why Volkanovski's at where he's at on the list. So for number three, we have Francis Ngannou. Yeah, Francis deserves. He's definitely a top three pound for pound fighter. Um, I think he deserves it 
no matter where he's at on anybody's list, besides the loss to Stipe and the that the crazy, obscured, bizarre loss to Derek Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. we all know what that came from, man. That, yeah, I, he was kind of like right after. Yeah, right after. You're right. I think if they rematch, I think Francis knocks him out. But um, Easily. but ever ever since those two losses, Francis has been on a tear. I think what five fight win streak, um, um, or four fight win streak. One of the two. And besides Cyril, besides Cyril gone his last fight, he, he's knocking people. Just can't. They can't fuck with him on the feet. And him beating Saragon goes to show proof like he is evolving his game because he was losing that fight. And then he started using wrestling. And then next you know, boom. To me, I just look like a heavyweight man. Francis is the guy to beat. Obviously, he's not the most skilled fighter out of this pound for pound list. But since he is winning and he's actually finishing his opponents outside of his last fight, how can you not put him in the top 10? And that's how I see it. And I think Francis deserves to be number three on any list. Yeah. And actually um, looking it up, he's on a six fight winning streak. There you go. Even better. Yeah. Like yeah, after Derek, after those two losses to Stipe and Derek Lewis, he's been on a six fight winning streak ever since. Um, I, I definitely agree. I think he would knock out Derek Lewis without question at this point, but I don't even think that. And nonetheless, um, but yeah, I think Francis deserves to be where be at be this high within the list. Um, Francis has dominated. He's always been a scary fighter from the jump. First and foremost, he's been a scary fighter from the jump. But to know he's been such a scary fighter, but then at this point, it's like we're seeing his game and his overall as a fighter, we've seen him grow and advance his game to a point where after that Stipe loss, no one would have no one would have expected to see him at some point wrestling or even just how we said when he fought Stipe, a calm Francis. We this was like when we saw his fights of 2020, his fight of 2021 alone, we saw a fighter that we had never seen. So I think he's well deserving. Um at this point, I don't really see I mean I think a lot of people even thought and we'll get more into the Sarah Gone conversation as when we do our our pound for pound fighter for 2022 as well. Um because I'm quite sure that I have some weight in it as well. But even then, even if we were mentioning that, it's like they've thrown the best at him. Someone, some that will even argue that some will, argue, some will try to argue Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time, right? Yeah. Lost once, cleared him out in the second time. So it's like, I, I don't know. Shout outs to Francis. I'll just leave it at that. Shout outs to Francis, dominating fighter, and just. Based off everything that we're seeing, we may be in for one scary run of a heavyweight fighter at this point. If if he stays with the UFC. That yeah. is true. That is very true. Can't forget that part. Yeah. I think if he stays with the UFC, though, and he does have a few more fights, like we might be having the same conversation about uh, Francis possibly being like the best heavyweight of all time. Like it's he's been doing pretty well and dominating people for quite a bit of time. I mean, one more fight against Stipe and maybe, like, a couple more defenses, like, he's going to be in that conversation at the least. So, like, I feel like Francis Ngannou had a good year last year with getting the belt, and he followed it up this year, you know, with the win against Surreal Gone. I hope he stays with the UFC. I don't want him to go anywhere else because there's not really any fights for him unless he's talking about boxing. You know, that's yeah. really it. If, and 
if he were to do boxing, do you think, do you think that would, I mean, granted, I think it's probably, it will probably be based more off of his performance in the ring. But do you think if he were to go into boxing at this point, if he were just to say, Hey, I'm not coming back to the UFC, I'm going to box. Where do you, where would you, where do you think that would place him in UFC at this point in terms of some of your favorite heavyweights overall? Because it's, I think Francis only has a few more years within his career overall because he's a lot older of a fighter than what's expected. Mm, I think if we're talking about like the greatest UFC heavyweights yeah. of all time, Francis got to be in the top five. If we're talking about greatest heavyweights of all time, right? He he has a better he. If you look at his UFC record, is it's up there with with the best of them. His knockout record is up there. You know, it's not, he's not the knockout king like Derek Lewis, but it's up there. I, you, I think Francis could be a, a top five UFC heavyweight of all time if, when it's all said and done for right. his career. Yeah. Yeah. If not top three. But well, I'm yeah, saying, that's, that's I'm saying base. Well, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Well, what I'm saying is based off if he were to just stop today, if he were never, if he just said, hey, I'm going to just do boxing. I'm not coming back to MMA. I, why I have the leverage, I'm going to go do boxing. Yeah, I still think, say, top five. I respect it. He, he's, fought, he's fought tough competition, man, and, he, and he's, beat, he's beat them all except for Eric Lewis. But we all know if they fought again, the outcome would be different. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's fought them all. So I, I, I'll say top five, you know. It would just be unfortunate if he left. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. No, nah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, hopefully, hopefully he does stay. I think, especially right now, being champion, who he is and what what his highlight role even speaks of of him. I think there's a lot. There's too much to me. I think there's too much money on the table. But then again, we know how boxing is. They pay, overpay for everything. Hopefully, he stays with the UFC though. At number two, we have Charles. Charlie Olives, Oliveira. Yeah, he deserves to be number two. Um, Tough fight, win streak. He's been finishing these uh, these guys now or dominating. And I know some people are like, "Oh, well, you know, before the title shot, he's fought. He didn't. He didn't fight like the the best of the best. They all like, you know, fuck themselves. Like he, like what do? You, Yo, you kind of love loud man." <laughs> I no, I mean like I'm I'm gonna defend Charles Oliver, and he's not he's not one of my favorite fighters, not because I dislike him, but he's just not one of my favorite fighters. But I think I give him mad respect. He's nice. He he's really good, and he's evolved his game a lot. Like when he dominated, he yo he dominated Keith. I mean, uh, yeah, no, not Keith Lee. I was about to say Keith Lee. Kevin Lee. He dominated Kevin yeah. Lee. He yeah. he took he 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 schooled Tony Ferguson. You know what I'm saying? Michael Chandler, yeah, he was getting, you know, beat around a little bit, but he came back and won. Dustin Poirier, he came back and won. Finished both of these guys. I think he has a good chance against Gaethje. Like, Oliveira, he deserves to be pound for pound. He keeps, it's like he's fighting stiffer competition each fight, and he keeps overcoming it. So you can't hate that, man. You can't. And I think, honestly, man, he he was pretty close to being the number one guy. He was. He was pretty close. You know, for me, I feel like a lot of people would consider Dustin Poirier to be like one of the pound for pound people. And I feel like if you 
you know, have if you consider him to be like that, then you have to consider Charles Oliveira to be in the same ilk as that. And not only that, like look at who Charles Oliveira beat last year. You know, like he beat Michael Chandler, he beat Dustin Poirier. You know what I mean? These are Dustin Poirier. A lot of people considered him to be the uncrowned champ of 155, and Charles yeah. Oliveira shut that shit down. So yeah. it's like the way I see it is like you have to give him some type of credit for what he's doing, and. He's, he was dominant in his last two fights. I mean, yeah, he almost lost to, you know, Michael Chandler. Let's not forget that first round. But, you know, that, that fight against Dustin Poirier, he did damn good. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, that's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Um, I know for me, I, on my personal list, I actually did put, because I, I already know who number one is. Um, I, <laughs> I have an idea, at least. Um, I, had, I put him actually as, I put Charles actually as my number one. Um. Just okay. based based off his performances last year, uh, like we said, he's fought stiff competition. We had we did crown. There was the whole crowning of Dustin Poirier as the unwritten champion of this of this division. So to see how he see how he was able to perform, and even when it, I think, I, I, was it was it Dustin Poirier was a submission, I believe, right? He submitted, yeah, him. yeah, he submitted. So like, to sleep. yeah, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it's like you're going from one is a you go from one being granted it was a close fight with michael chandler but you go from one being okay i i finished this fight earlier to okay i'm submitting somebody and you're doing this at the championship style at the championship level you can be a naysayer but at the end of the day let's be real he can like you said Lyle, you could have had weaker competition back then but the, when you're fighting the stiffest competition and you're winning, there's nothing else to be said. It's like, and you're the champion. Like, the guy that, oh, he's the one. Okay, it's just like, I always talk about Brian Ortega and Max Holloway. Oh, he's the one. Okay, cool. He's a kid to me. Get him out of here. So, yeah. Shouts out to to Charles Oliveira, though. I definitely will say that. 100%, bro. Shouts out to him. Because he, how can he be mad at? You know what I'm saying? And at number one, we have Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, Usman. Yes. Yeah, man. I Holy he was serving. Yeah, he's clearly my he was my number one guy. I man, his 2021, impressive, man. Impressive. First he TKOs Gilbert Burns. Then he comes around and has the highlight knockout of the year. <laughs> of fucking uh jorge masvidal then he didn't fight, finish kobe even though he almost finished kobe he was in a back and forth competitive fight with kobe that the fans were fucking with like i i just don't know i mean he just had an impeccable year last year most it most champions besides him and Oliver, they're not fighting more than once a year not i don't know what it is about mma these days but these champions are only fighting like once a year but him and Oliveira, they're proving everybody wrong. And that's why those two, they're the top two pound for pound guys. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that freaking um, Usman, he he might not, I don't think he's going to fight as often this year as he did in uh, 2021, but he's looking like he's going to have a good 2022 as well. So Kamar Usman, he might be, until he's ready to retire, because I know there's been mentions of him retiring soon, but until he met is ready to retire, he's going to be pound for pound number one, unless 
Nigel's favorite fighter of all time comes and wins the heavyweight championship, then he'll steal that number one spot from Usman. But if that if if that doesn't happen, Usman is going to be probably pound for pound number one until he retires. You know, I'm glad that Kamara Usman got this. He had an amazing year last year. Defended the belt three times, finished the fight twice. Like, I feel like it doesn't really get much better than that. And only, like, few people get better than that, even if they're not the champ. So it's like, I mean, I, I think you got to respect it when you're fighting the highest level of competition, finishing them, and then, you know, looking dominant in other fights. Kamara Usman, I don't think anybody's really fucking with him. I think Leon Edwards is going to fight him, and it's going to be interesting. And I think he's going to win that fight. But uh, Kamara Usman, I mean, but it's like, outside of that, like, it's like kind of all speculation at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Kamara Usman, I, I can't get mad at him being number one, yo. You, it's, it's impossible because, like we said, he, he's been dominant. He's had... You put the best in front of him. He's been the guy. He's always shown, like you said, even had the highlight, probably the most. To me, personally, I need to get that knockout on on like a poster. Like, because to me, it's one of the most iconic knockout pictures you could ever have. The Sprite can commercial or yeah. Jorge Masvidal. Like, <laughs> like you see a miss and lay straight out. So it's like... um Kamaro is just, he's such a dominant fighter. And we're even seeing, even outside of just, the, this is now speaking outside of the ring, even when we're seeing him being in the corner of someone like Francis Ngannou, who we have on our list, where we know we're, sh- we're quite sure at, we're seeing, I'm quite sure of seeing what he's doing in his division. We're, we're able to see what he's probably contributing to Francis as well in his corner. Yeah. So this guy is like, this guy is just a, all around, just a, a ill fighter and definitely has the right and respect to be at number one. I don't, I don't really know if Leon Edwards hat will end, end up being, ugh. I don't think Leon Edwards will be able to do anything with him when it comes to this fight. Cause just based on what we've seen from Kamaru, Kamaru appearing, looking this up, the last fight Kamaru lost is his second fight ever is the last fight. He is the only fight he ever lost. So he's been on what, like an 18 fight winning streak at, at this point. And when we're talking in the UFC, especially at the championship level, it's like, I think the last time, the, well, not even last time, but I mean, he's been, long story short, he's fought, he's fought stiff, stiff, the, some of the stiffest competition they have in the division. I don't really see anything changing. I, and to be honest with you, I don't see anything changing. I won't be surprised if he stays number one. Only way he would drop from being number one in the year 2022 personally is if, it's like, hey, you've cleared out the division. There's no real talent. There's nobody else. You dominated the division so much. There's no talent for you to fight next. So, but we'll we'll have to see what comes of this uh, with him. But shouts out to Kamara, though. Definitely deserves it. You know who I want to see him fight this year? Who? Hamzat. He, yeah, I would like to see him fight Hamzat too. But Hamzat, he needs to. He needs to he needs to be some people. He need, in my opinion, if this Gilbert Burns fight is actually a real fight, and if Hobbsot beats Gilbert Burns, especially in a dominant fashion, yeah, he's the next guy up after Leon. But after Leon, assuming that Usman will win, because Leon, even though he already beat Leon in the past, Leon is a lot better than what he was. Right. So you know, I don't want to discount Leon, even though I'm choosing the Usman. I'm choosing Usman to win easily, but. But 
you know, assuming that Usman does win, if if Hamza can't get it done, what's left for Usman? Nobody wants to see a third fight between him and Kobe. Unless Kobe wins multiple fights, people are tired of this, hey, you win one fight or everybody else lost. And even though you just lost, you're the biggest name. So we give you an automatic rematch. People are getting sick of that shit. The heir of Conor McGregor, people are sick of it. So for real, that, no, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, that's the Conor shit. So people are sick of that. So Hamza better win because if he doesn't win, man, don't be so surprised if Usman ends up retiring early because who else is there at welterweight besides right, besides Leon, who who who's scheduled to fight soon, and a possibility of Hamza. Um, you got the one guy that um they want Hamza to fight. I can't remember. Oh, Shaf Shafkat or Shaf? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But he he needs to he needs Similar to fight situation. someone. Right, he needs to fight someone in the top ten. I don't think he's fought any ranked opponent yet. If he has, they're definitely like <laughs> they're definitely out of the top ten. They're like 14, 15. You know what I mean? So Usman, I'm just saying, he does have that many more fights before he can call it a career. Honestly, two two to three fights. Now you could probably have a real debate on if he's the welterweight goat or not. But he has to defend the title two or three more times before that. That's fair. So, so I, I, and I can, and I, I have no problem with that. So, like, based off, based off that right now, like, as we said, like, there's not many people for him to fight left in the division. And if he were, if, if he were to choose to retire right now, there would be no, there would be no question of it. If that would be the case, or even like he's hinted before going to boxing, which I think is stupid to fight Canelo. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Canelo washes him in boxing easily. Yeah. 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 I, I yeah, honestly, right. Yeah, I think Canelo might break his face, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, but, and that's no, yeah, and I'm not mad at it. Like, with a bag like that, I'm not mad at it. But, like, with that being said, though, just, like, I had the question for Francis. Where would you put him, just at least right now, in terms of your overall list? Because, like you're saying, if two or three more fights, two or three more fights makes you the GOAT, in your your opinion, which I, I have no disagreement with. Uh, where would you put him at? Right? Where would you rank him at right now? Then, number two, easily. Mm. But, but besides, besides GSP, and people are starting to debate the GSP shit now. But besides GSP, who's who's better than Kamara Usman at welterweight? No one. Kamara nah, Usman, no one. <laughs> no one. Much much better than Tyron Woodley. Much easily. better. Yeah, much better than Matt Hughes. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, there's no besides GSP. There's nobody better than him at welterweight. Ever, yeah, yeah damn, it is. right. That's I mean, how it works, though, man. Yeah, if he's not top three, then I think your list is faulty, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's the people, I mean, uh, people, I'm, and for the people who are hanging on to Matt Hughes, to me, you're hanging on, you're hanging on to him for reasons that's not fighting. Because if you look, no, I, I'm being, and this is just me being real. If, right. if you look, if you look at the resumes, Usman has beat a lot more stiff competition than Matt Hughes. I think Matt Hughes, you know, was a product of his era, and he was, and no fault to him, he was just dominant for what he had at the time. But when Matt Hughes was reigning, could would you ever say like, oh, Frank Trigg was a legendary fighter? <laughs> Frank Trigg is a referee right now for fights. Shout out to Frank Trigg, yeah. <laughs> no. I hey, shout, 
Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Matt Hughes did his job because, like I said, once again, he was just a product of his era. But you know, when it's all said and done, when you compare the 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 resumes, Usman has the better resume easily. Like I said, the only debate for Usman is GSP. That's yeah. it. And I think that'll always be a debate, even if he were to get into the same amount of title fights as GSP had or not, because people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, he was fighting in a different era. Da, 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 da. When it comes when it's overall, like right now, I, I do agree. Having him at number two is by far understandable. Like once he gets the once he has that has that hits that streak with someone like um, GSP, I then I think he may end up surpassing. But like right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't really it when you like you said when you when you're questioning who else in in that division would you put over him outside of GSP? Nobody comes to mind. <laughs> nobody comes to mind. So There's no one. Yeah. Yeah, like no and, and he's been in a he's just and to be honest with you, the sad part is cuz Kamaro I think is still young. I think he might be in his early 30s possibly. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's he's still young, man. Yeah. Oh, he's 34. So I mean, yeah, he's in his mid 30s, but still yeah. that's that's still young. Yeah, you know? exactly. For definitely for fighters, like we're exactly. even now they're finding they're finding out fight some fighters are hitting their primes in like 37, 38 for some fighters. So it I mean it's all it's all dependent on so many other factors, I'm sure. But yeah, like he's still young and he to be honest with you, it doesn't look like they're Looking ahead, based on what we see today, I don't really see anything changing for Kamaro in terms of like someone really questioning his position at being the top dog. If he were to retire, I think it's more. I think it becomes more of a hindrance to the to him in terms of the talk for fans, if anything, because it's guy's been the guy's been killing this shit, man. Yeah, man, he he is. He's like like I said, and he's beat he's beating everybody of all sorts. He's beating every all the active welterweights today. He's beating them all. He's beating them all, and and you know, honestly, if he ever were to move up and wait, I know he won't fight Israel, so I'm not I'm not even going to talk about that. But if he was ever to move up and wait, I think he could be middleweight champion. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Yo, did you guys? I didn't realize this, but. He pretty much was. He's undisputedly like he was the fighter of the year over across all boards. I, looking at all the accolades in terms of like all rankings, whether it was MMA Junkie with the April's Knockout of the Month or the ESPN having the Male Fighter of the Year for 2021, Bleacher Report, Yahoo, uh, Cage Cage Side, CBS Sports, everybody, it's unanimous across all boards of anybody you respect, BT Sports, whoever. He's the number one guy. So yeah, like man. he had a fantastic year, man. Yeah, bro. Like I, I I'm hoping that he finds they find some way of giving him some competition or whatever. Some I, I'm hoping that he's able to stick around for a few more years just to fight at least, because it's gonna be interesting. It, it he's been he's been so impressive impressive this far. So I think we had another solid list this year, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, the list was pretty good. I'm satisfied with this list. Wow, are you more satisfied with the list th- this year than last year? Yeah, definitely am. Um, and I'm a last, and I, I know, I'm remembering it. I mean, last year, my whole thing was just, I just thought, you know, Habib just looked better than John. Right. But, 
you know, it is what it is. That's that's last year's shit. Um, far as this year's go, this the list for 2022 when we do that next year, I think it's going to be the way we have it laid out. I think it's going to be pretty solid. I think the the listeners will like that. So, yeah, it was a good list for 2021. Well, I mean, do you guys have anything else to say about it? Um, only thing I have to say is fans listening. I, what what I would like for y'all to do is at least tell us what your thoughts were. Did you agree with the list? Did you disagree? Did you agree with the list? Did you disagree with the list? Do you think there should be someone else in number one? Or do you think there should be someone else in number two? Who knows? It's, it's your opinion. I, we would love to hear what you have to say, whether it's you agree or disagree. All opinions are welcome. You can, if you want to, if you have, if you have an opinion, we got multiple places you can go, right? Yeah. One place you can go is on YouTube at the Highly Advised Podcast. Go to the episode, put it there, put your opinion there. If you want to speak to us, you can do it through social media, which would be the Highly Advised Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. It would be Advised Highly. Yeah. Uh, if any thoughts you have, or if anything, if not that, if you feel as though you have an opinion, leave us a review, a, a good review. Yeah. Like. Don't be on no, don't be on no weirdo shit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, leave us a review. Leave us a review with your opinion on the on it. It doesn't matter to us. Just leave it somewhere. So that's really all I got to say. Um, this is a great list, and I would love to hear the fans to hear what their take is. Yeah, shout out to our our listeners overall. Shout out to the the listeners who like our MMA content. Definitely engage with us uh, because I feel like it creates good conversation. So I, I piggyback and uh, second everything Spencer has. Um, I don't have anything else to add to that. You guys have been highly advised. We will see you next week or next time or whenever we see y'all, we will be back with a regular episode. Definitely. You've, yes, been, highly, you've been highly advised. Shishon.